Welcome everyone to another episode of Anchor to Hope, your weekly podcast where we inspire and encourage you to keep on going, to keep on moving forward in life and to keep on trusting in Jesus. Wow, we've reached episode number nine. We, This is our second last episode of um, season one of Anchor to Hope. Um, and you know what, our prayer is that you've been blessed, that you've been encouraged and strengthened in your faith as you've listened to these messages i want to encourage you and i want to thank you so much for you know for subscribing and coming on weekly and 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 being encouraged by by the word of god um today's episode we're going to continue with heroes of hope and um today we're going to be looking at one of my favorite characters in the bible one of my favorite heroes in the bible and his name is King Hezekiah. And you can read all about King Hezekiah in Second Chronicles chapter 29, um, in Isaiah, I think, chapter 37 um, and 38, in also in Second Kings chapter 17, 18, 19, 20. You can read about the life of, of, of King Hezekiah. And there are so many, there's some... Some, I believe, powerful nuggets and truths and lessons that we can take from his life. And that's what we're going to look at today. And we're going to look at about four, four things, four things, four principles, four lessons that we, can, that we can take from Hezekiah and from these passages of Scripture that I believe would, will encourage us and help us also to be heroes of, of hope. Um, and so let's read from Second Chronicles chapter 29. We're going to read from verse 1 and verses 2. It says, Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem for 29 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Then we're going to read Isaiah 37 verse 14 to 20 and it says Hezekiah received letters from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and he spread it out before the Lord and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel enthroned between the angels, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to all the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Syrian kings has laid waste um, to all these people and their lands. They have thrown the gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the only God. I'd like of to, I'd like to start off by by uh, by looking at the very first verse in Second Chronicles twenty nine. It says that Hezekiah was twenty five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty nine years for twenty nine years. And then it says this: it says he did what was right in the eyes of God. It's interesting that when we study the kings of Israel and Judah that we find that there were only two good kings. And Hezekiah 
the Bible says, was one of them. It's also interesting that when we study these kings, we find that, uh, that the, the downfall of these kings were high places. High places were places of worship used uh, uh, for other religions and the worship of foreign gods and the worship of idols. And what I love about Hezekiah, and this is what I believe, number one, what made Hezekiah a hero of hope. Hezekiah put God first. I love that about Hezekiah. As soon as Hezekiah became king, the first thing that Hezekiah did was he went and he started destroying the high places. He started pulling down the high places. He started destroying foreign worship and the worship of other gods. And he started destroying idols. And you know what? We need to put God first. Just like Hezekiah, you know what? If we want to be heroes of hope, we've got to get to a place where we say, God, I'm putting you first. And that might mean that we pull down some high places in our lives and what are high places well high places is anything that comes before God anything that we place in our lives that even takes the place of God we need to pull that down we need to understand something this morning God will not share his glory and just like the high places was the downfall of these kings in the days of old we need to understand that when God is not first in our lives when we place other things in our lives before God it could possibly become our downfall as well. And so I want to encourage you, number one, what Hezekiah did was he put God first. He went and he tore down and he destroyed the high places. He destroyed, they also say in Second Kings, it says that he destroyed the bronze serpent that Moses made. You know what the bronze serpent talks about? The word of God says that as Israel was journeying through the wilderness, on their way to the promised land that um, the people started complaining and because they started complaining God sent these snakes and, and the snakes started killing the children of Israel and Moses cried out to God for mercy and to, for grace and God told him Moses make this bronze serpent and lift it up and whoever looks to this bronze serpent I will heal and I will deliver and when Moses did that God saved the children of Israel and, the, and now years later the children of Israel started worshipping this bronze ser serpent and what is very important for us to understand is that we do not and we should not worship any other God. We don't, we definitely don't worship a move of God. And that was a move of God. And it was, and it was something beautiful at that time. But we never worship a move of God. We worship God. The Bible says that we need to worship God with all of our hearts, with all of our strength, and with all of our might. We worship God and we put God first. What I love about Hezekiah again, number one, is that he put God first. Number two, after Hezekiah pulled down the high places, he restores the priesthood and the Levites. He gives them back their position, he gives them back their identity, and he gives them back their authority. You see, when you put God first, God will then 
begin to restore you. And I believe these are the three areas that God will restore. He will restore your position again. He will restore your identity and your authority. And we also see this in with the prodigal son. The Bible says that when the prodigal son returned to his father's house, that the father ran towards him and embraced him. And immediately the father set out to restore his son. And the father gave him three things. He gave him a robe, he gave him a ring, and he gave him sandals. And the robe represented, where he took off the filthy robes firstly, and then he put on new robes. And so the robes represented this cleansing restoration process. And God was basically giving him back his identity when he placed that robes on him he said your old life now we're putting it away we're throwing it one side and i'm and i'm giving you your identity back the second thing that the father did was the father put a ring on his finger the ring represented giving him his authority back and the third thing that he did was he put sandals on his feet in those days it was only slaves that walked around without shoes and so we he came back the father was basically telling him that you are now no longer a slave you are a true son again in the house of God man I love this and so I want to encourage you just like Hezekiah the second thing Hezekiah did was he he restored the priesthood he restored their position their identity and authority i want to encourage you to allow god to restore you so it's very important that we know who we are in christ i want to encourage you to know who you are in christ that you are a new creation in christ jesus that you are the head and not the tail that you are above only on be and not beneath that you have been you've been chosen by god that you are his workmanship that you have been created in his likeness it's so important that we understand who we are in Christ that we understand our identity that we understand that we are no longer slaves to fear but we are children of the most high God hallelujah the third thing that Hezekiah does is after he restores the priesthood he then commissions them and he gives them an instruction and I love this and his first instruction for the priest was to go and to cleanse the temple amen we need to get to a place where, where we surrender to God's restoration process so we need to get to a place where we surrender every area of our heart to God and that's really what Hezekiah was telling the priest he says you know you've been restored now your position's been given back but now I want you to go into the temple and I want you to clean out the temple how many of you know the temple it represents our heart it represents our lives and and after God restores your position and he restores your identity the next thing that God wants to do is to cleanse you the next thing that God wants to do is to restore and clean out your heart I love David because the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart and in Psalm 139 and verse 23 David says this he says search me O God he says know my heart 
try me and know my anxieties and see if there are any wicked ways in me and lead me into the way everlasting. I was reading about John Austin, the father of Joel Austin, and he said this, he said, for many years he struggled with certain issues simply because not every area of his heart was surrendered to God. He said it was only when he gave God full access, unconditional access to his life and to his heart that he started to reign in Christ. What I love about um, Hezekiah, the Bible says in Second Chronicles 29 verse 16, it says that the priest went into the inner part of the house of God to cleanse it. It wasn't surface cleaning. They went into the very heart of the temple and, and they opened up every room and they started taking out the dirt. They started taking out, the Bible says, or everything, the everything that was unclean, they started taking it out, and they really started cleaning up the temple again. Man, and this to me is one of the things that made Hezekiah a hero of hope. And I want to encourage you, surrender your hearts to God completely. You know, I want to encourage you, you know, many times what we do is we build barriers, that prevents God, that prevents the Holy Spirit from coming in and doing a, 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 a work in our lives. And, and so I want to encourage you to pull down those things. Um, the, whatever you have erected, whatever you have built that is preventing God from having access to your heart. You know what? We need to get to a place where we say, Father God, I give you my heart again, Lord God. I give you my heart. And I, Lord, I pray and I ask that you would come and invade every area of my heart. Lord, just like the priest that went into the very inner courts, the inner parts of the house of God. Lord, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come into the inner parts of my heart and cleanse me in Jesus' name. Try me and know my anxieties. And Lord, if there's any wicked ways in me, lead me to the way everlasting. The fourth thing that Hezekiah did after, after restoring the priesthood, after putting God first, after... Um, commissioning the priest to go and to cleanse out the temple. The fourth thing he does, and I love this, is he restores worship. Man, he restores worship. And when he restores worship, something powerful happens. In Second Chronicles 29 verse 36 it says, And after Hezekiah and the people rejoiced, in other words, after they worshipped, they, they gave thanks to God for all he has done, for everything that he did was accomplished quickly and I love that you do you know and I truly believe this that when when worship is restored in our lives that we would enter into a season of spiritual acceleration I believe that God wants to do a quick effective work in your life and when we put God first and when we restore worship in our homes and in our lives God will restore 
restore you. God will do a quick work in your life. Man, I believe that everything the Bible says that the, that the locust and the canker worm has stolen, I believe God wants to give it back. There are things that the enemy has stolen. He's stolen your joy. He has stolen your peace. He's messed around with your children and your finances and and, and you know what? And when we restore worship, when we focus on worshiping God again, God, I believe, is saying today, and I want to prophesy this over your life today, that God will do a quick work in your life, a quick work of restoration. Everything that the enemy has stolen, I declare that God will give it back to you and to your family. I declare that God will give it back to your children in Jesus' almighty name, and that God God would do a quick work. Hallelujah. So the four things that made Hezekiah a hero of hope. Number one, he put God first. And number two, um, he restored the priesthood and the Levites. He gave them back their position, their identity and authority. Number three, Hezekiah commissioned them to clean out the temple. And number four, he restored worship in Israel again. Hallelujah. And you know what? Immediately after Hezekiah did all of these things, the enemy came and the enemy attacked Judah. And, and I've heard this so many times that I've heard people saying, uh, you know, pastor, it's when I started really focusing on worshiping God again, when I gave my heart to God, when I started giving again, now all of these things are happening. Now it just seems like the enemy has just come up against me. And, and, and I want to encourage you. That is one of the strategies of the enemy. The strategy of the enemy is to get you to turn back to the to your old ways and what i love about hezekiah is even when the enemy came in hezekiah did not allow fear to grip his heart hezekiah did not turn back from god but hezekiah turned towards god and this is what made hezekiah a true hero of faith i want to encourage you today that when the enemy comes in the bible says like a flood god man the spirit of god will raise up a standard on our behalf. Allow God to raise up a standard on your behalf. I want to encourage you that when the enemy comes in, that you don't give in to the enemy, that you don't turn back from God, but that you turn towards God. The word of God says that messengers arrived and they came with letters and the letters, man, was uh, the, 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 the mission of these letters was to strike fear not only in Hezekiah's heart but in all of Israel's heart and 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 basically what the letter said was this and this is what the king of Assyria said he said he said you know what don't be fooled we've conquered all these other nations and they all said and they all said that they gods who defend them but not one of their gods defended them and Basically what he was telling Hezekiah is that don't even bother turning to your gods. Because just like those other nations, gods could not defend them. Neither will your God defend you. And what I love is that Hezekiah takes those letters and he 
brings them and the Bible says he takes it to the throne room of God. He lays it out before God and he prays and he seeks the face of God and God heard him and God answered his prayer and God defended him and the Bible says that God sent an angel that killed over a hundred thousand of the Assyrian army and they ran for their lives. Man, can I encourage you again uh, today don't give up on God don't turn away from God that even when the enemy comes in and even when fear sits in turn towards God go before God pray seek his face and God will answer you just like he answered Hezekiah I believe that God will answer you just like Hezekiah you too can be a hero of hope hallelujah man don't give up don't give up don't give in to hopelessness don't allow the enemy to destroy your faith but i want to encourage you just like hezekiah one more time to put god first i want to encourage you to know who you are in christ jesus to understand your authority to understand a man that you are a child of god i want to encourage you to to clean to surrender every area of your heart to God to allow God to restore you. I want to encourage you to restore worship in your life. To worship God. When you're in your car, worship Him. When you're in the shower, worship Him. To take every opportunity to worship God. And I want to encourage you just like Hezekiah that even when fear steps in, to go and to pray and to seek God. Take those things. Take your fears, your anxieties to God. Lay it down at His feet, at His at it on at, at his throne and just say Lord I'm surrendering all of this to you Lord and this is what Hezekiah prayed he said Lord hear he said hear the accusations of the enemy see what they want to do and Father God deliver us and heal us when you put God first man and when you become a hero of hope just like Hezekiah I want to encourage you God will defend you God I believe will send angels to protect you and your family angels to fight on your behalf just like you did you need to understand something about our God he is an unchangeable God the Bible says yesterday today and forever he remains the same hallelujah God bless you I pray that this message of hope will encourage you in your faith and strengthen you in your faith let's pray father God we want to thank you so much for this word today. Thank you, Father God, that you will help us, Father God, even in our faith. Help us, Lord God, to put you first. Help us, Father God, that we might grow in our faith. Help us, Father God, to restore worship. Help us, Lord, to always pray and to always seek your face. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And we thank you, Father, that you are a good, good, good God. Amen and God bless you. Bye-bye.